Hello, if you are hearing this, that means that the audio has been fixed, and we actually have an intro now on this episode. This is me in the future, so um, I will say this episode is pretty good, so I hope you enjoy it. But bottom line, welcome to Max Sports. This episode recaps Thursday Night Football, breaks down some of the things I took away in the Lions' very one-sided victory against the Green Bay Packers, before I jump in and give you my college picks so far for this up-and-coming weekend of college football. Overall, I think it'll be a great episode for you to listen to. Um, I, I've enjoyed listening to it, even though it's already been out. But yeah, feel free to enjoy. Max Sports is starting up right now. So I watched every play of the Lions and Packers game last night. And man, what a game it was to start things off. The Lions probably did something that I've never seen them do in my entire life. And that was absolutely beat the Packers ass. Yes, they destroyed them in the first half. This is something I don't think I've ever seen them do in my entire life. Yes, they've beaten the Packers and they finally beat the Packers in Lambeau last year. But they went out and got a 27-3 lead at one point going into the third quarter over the Green Bay Packers, something that I don't think I've ever really seen in my life. They started off a little slow. Jared Goff threw a really bad interception to start the game, and uh, my brain was immediately like, oh, shoot, this is not good, until the Lions held him to a field goal and then immediately marched right down there and scored a touchdown to make it 7-3, and they did not look back. Whether it was a 3-and-out and and a great drive or a Jordan Love interception in the first half, the Lions found ways to score frequently, and they, they were doing it every way possible. David Montgomery is my MVP of this game. 32 carries, 121 yards, and three, count them, three career high touchdowns in a single game. He was a beast. For the Lions, it felt like he he never was really stopped at the line of game or at the line of scrimmage, and he always was falling forward three, four, five, six yards per carry. I said that is what the Lions need to do. If you get those manageable plays, then they set up the play action to really help them. Sam Laporta, the rookie tight end, played really well. I don't know if it was just a scheme issue, but he was balling out in the first half of the game. I didn't hear his name called once in the second half of the game. I don't know if he had a little nicked up injury and missed the second half uh, because I did see other tight ends out there, but Keep an eye on that, but he was balling out. Josh Reynolds with one of the best catches I've seen of the year so far. If you did not see that, go back and watch the highlights of the first half. Josh Reynolds made a crazy pass. Jared Goff pretty much threw it right next to the, the defender's like left ear, and it just went right in the hands of Reynolds for like a 30-yard catch or something like that. It was a beautiful play. Um, some of the things I wanted to take away with this uh, team on the defensive end for Detroit they might have a top three run defense in all of football right now through the first four weeks of the season. They aren't just containing the run. They are neutralizing it. They pretty much said, Jordan Love, you can beat us tonight. And he wasn't able to do it. Aaron Jones, five carries for 18 yards. That is nothing. Now, Jordan Love was able to do pretty okay in the second half um, with two touchdowns and, um, 
a two-point conversion, and he also led them to a field goal. So they did outscore the Lions in the second half, but unfortunately, it was just too much to, or too little too late. Um, the Lions scored too many points in the first half, and the Packers could never really have a chance of catching up. There was also an ill-timed error when the game still was kind of close. I mean, I, I kind of thought throughout the game at one point, I saw the Packers coming back, and as a Lions fan, I'm like, I think the magic number is 30. If we get to 30, I don't think they can catch us. And uh, at one point, they hit a, a chip shot field goal to get to 30. And uh, apparently, Quay Walker on the Packers was flagged for jumping the center to try and block the field goal. And um, that was deemed um, unsportsmanlike conduct. And it pretty much took the points off the board and it gave the Lions the option to contain the ball again. We ran like three more minutes off the clock and pushed it in for a touchdown. And I'm like, okay, that's that's the game we won. Um, overall, let's look at the Packers side. The Packers were struggling with some injuries. There were some people that didn't play in this game that I thought originally were going to, but they were updates after my podcast. Jair Alexander, their all-pro corner, ended up not playing. That was a huge loss for them. David Bakhtiari was out. And uh, I have heard through a Packers uh, YouTube live stream, there's a guy that's a, a huge Packers fan that does sports talk on YouTube. Um. I had heard that he was out for the season potentially, so I I don't know I I, I don't want a hundred percent that, but I've heard that, so that is a huge loss for Green Bay. Um, the one thing I will say that made this game different and why it was a loss for them, uh, Jordan Love struggled early on, but I think the reason why for that is because the Lions brought so much pressure on him, whether it was taking away the run game or pressuring him in the past game where he made mistakes, took sacks, missed throws. This was the first time I've really seen Jordan Love um, panicking, running around, having to improvise, taking huge sacks. I think he only had one sack going into this game. So again, this was a really uh, rough game for for Jordan Love. Um, the run game was taken away from him, so it was on his shoulders if they were going to be able to win or not. And that was probably the first time that's happened. I've heard some Green Bay fans ripping on him, saying that he's not good or that he's not the guy. Hey, so I'll put it this way. I heard. I also heard a lot of Green Bay fans wanting Aaron Rodgers gone. So which one is it? Do you want to have Aaron Rodgers and deal with his drama? Or do you want to move on from him and see what you got in this young quarterback? I personally think Jordan Love is a really good player. He's going to be young and make mistakes, though. That's what young players do. Young quarterbacks are not perfect, okay? The, the guys who were drafted in the first round this year, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, they all have interceptions already this year. Like, it, it happens. So um, don't worry about it too much. I'll say with Jordan Love, this was really one of the first times he didn't have his run game to help him, and it was a very one-sided game. And I'll be honest, it wouldn't matter who's back there at quarterback. If you're only getting 50 or 18 yards in the run game by Aaron Jones, it's going to be hard to win because teams are going to know that you're going to be throwing the ball the, the rest of the game. He made some good throws. Um, he had a bad read on his second interception. The first interception was more of a tipped pass. But uh, again, overall, I really liked um, his play. I think they're – you know, there were some growing pains, there's some speed bumps, but I think that, you know, overall, he, he can still be a much better player than this. For the defensive sides, the Packers' defense was a little injury riddle. They were missing, obviously, Jair Alexander. They were missing one of their linebackers as well. 
And I think that did end up hurting them a little bit in this game. I don't know how much of an impact it made, but it, it did hurt. Um, overall, for the next games, Detroit Lions, they will be playing the Carolina Panthers next week on uh, Sunday at 1 o'clock. Keep an eye on them for that game. I think the Lions will be able to win that game. It could be a little bit of a revenge game because the Panthers were the ones that kind of ruined their playoff hopes last year. And then for the Packers, they play the Raiders on Monday Night Football. I think both teams bounce back and get wins. And I think this is a two-way race for the division right now that is leading by the or led by the Detroit Lions. So I'm very excited to see what will happen with these teams. And uh, I think this is a a renewed actual rivalry where both teams win and it's not just a one-sided affair. So I'm very excited with that. Let's jump to college football though. That's what you really want to hear. And uh, I got some picks for you. So let's get into that and uh, I'll share my picks and I'll see if there's anything else through college football I really want to share for this upcoming weekend. See you in a bit. It is time for the picks. I have 10 games for you for week five in college football. This is with the ESPN College Pick'em presented by Home Depot. Sorry, I just wanted to read the whole uh, intro of it. (laughs) But um, the main thing with this is it is all of the games ESPN is picking for me. So I'm I'm not going to do some big games like the USC Colorado one. I'm not going to be able to pick or the Utah-Oregon State one. That is not on the list, but you know what? I'll just add those to the list at the end because I think they are big games that need to be talked about this week. Um, We still have uh, some lack of updates with Utah's quarterback Cam Rising, but we'll we'll get all to that in a sec. Um, We got 10 games here, so let's pick them. To start things off, we got the Florida Gators leaving the swamp to go to the Kentucky Wildcats. I think I'm going to pick the upset here, um, take the ranked team to fall down, give me Kentucky to take down Florida in this one. 70% of people are taking the Gators, but honestly, I don't know if they're that good. I don't think Tennessee, I mean, I think the the Tennessee win was big, but I mean, the the Gators usually do beat Tennessee. So I, I think I'm going to go with Kentucky at hosting the game at home. They are favored in this one by a little bit, so... Give me the Kentucky Wildcats to beat the Gators. On to the next game. We got the Clemson Tigers playing the Syracuse Orange. Um, Mascot-wise, I think a Tiger would defeat an Orange. But this is a football game. So we're going to have to think a little bit differently here. Um, Clemson is 2-2 on the season. Pretty much mathematically eliminated from ACC contention. Um, which is crazy to think that they have that, like their losses. It's not like a couple of years ago where they lost to like Georgia week one or something like, like this is a team that is pretty much mathematically out of the ACC championship haunt already, which is crazy because that's just something that I never thought I'd hear from Clemson. But uh, here we're at, here we are already with them. Um, I, I, I mean, Syracuse has been a trap game at home sometimes for them. You know what? I was thinking taking the Clemson Tigers, but um, I've seen what the Orange are capable of. They have an experienced coach. They have an experienced multi-year starting quarterback. Um, I'm going to call the upset here, and it's in uh, Syracuse. Yeah, give me the Cuse to win that one. Next game, we got the Texas A&M Aggies playing the Arkansas Razorbacks. I don't like either of these teams. I really don't like Texas A&M. They always seem to be fraudulent. Uh, but Arkansas is already 2-2 two and two on the season. I'll, I, I will say this way, though. 
Arkansas almost upset LSU last week. That could be it. Could be an upset here as well with uh, Texas A&M losing. Should I pick the Razorbacks to beat A&M, or are the Aggies legit? See, that's that's the hard thing. Is I don't believe this Texas A&M team. You know what? I will. Uh, I'll call for the upset. We'll take the Razorbacks to upset the Aggies here. On to the next one. We got the James Madison Dukes hosting the South Alabama Jaguars. James Madison has been a huge program in the FCS for a while. They finally moved up to the FBS, and uh, they are 4-0 on the season. They have been a huge program at lower levels, and they've moved up, and they're already undefeated this year. Um, They are a pretty solid program, and uh, I will take them to beat South Alabama this upcoming weekend. On the next game, we got the South Florida Bulls and the Navy Midshipmen. I'm going to take Navy to win this one. They are favored in the game, but for some reason, the the people selecting these games have 83% on the the South Florida Bulls. I will say, looking at my picks already on the week, um, I have picked one, two, three, four um, minority percentage games. So... If these games don't hit, I am absolutely going to tank down the the standings. But, hey, I'm picking the games that I think – I'm really picking the teams I think are going to win here. So, um, give me Navy. I always cheer for the military schools. So, they are at home as well. They're always a weird offense with their triple option offense, and sometimes teams aren't ready for that. So, give me Navy. Up next, we got the Boise State Broncos and the Memphis Tigers. I will always say Boise State was one of the teams that should have been moved into the Big 12 when they were doing that Big 12 expansion. I mean, they just seem like a Big 12 team. And think of some of like the greatest moments that they've had when they were really like a powerhouse back in like the 2000s, playing uh, Oklahoma and the um, Fiesta Bowl. Like that, they should have been a Big 12 team, but. I digress. Uh, moving on to the matchup against Memphis. I'm going to take the Memphis Tigers in this one over Boise State. It's a home game for them. I think it'll be a close one. Uh, Boise State was able to hang around with Washington for about a quarter before they got stomped, and that was the closest any team has really gotten to them this year. So I think it would be a, it'll be a close matchup, but I'm going to take the Memphis Tigers in this one. Moving on to one of the better games of the week, we got the LSU Tigers. And the Ole Miss Rebels. I'm going to take LSU in this one. I like Jaden Daniels more than I like Jackson Dart. I thought Ole Miss had a great chance to potentially take down um, not the greatest Alabama team we've ever seen. Let's be honest. This Alabama team does not look great. I think LSU is the favorite to come out of that SEC division. For those that need a clarification of what that is, I don't mean they're going to be beating Georgia, but um, let's go to the SEC real quick. Um, They're in the, the West with... Bama, A&M, Auburn, Ole Miss, Arkansas, and Mississippi State. So I think that LSU is going to come out of the West, so they will be needing to get this win over um, Ole Miss to do so. Uh, for, For Mississippi, they just lost to Alabama. They're trying to get a bounce back win and keep their ranking next to their number, but I think that is going to be a thing of the past. I think they're going to be out. Uh, Give me uh, the the Tigers. Uh, Moving on to the next one, we got the Troy Trojans and the Georgia State Panthers. Now, I will say, if Georgia State wants to win this one, if they made a giant wooden panther like their mascot and rolled it into the stadium, I don't think Troy would be expecting that. But again, I don't know if they can do that on the football field. So 
we're going to just pick them to win the game outright. They're 4-0 on the season. They're favored, and they are at home. Give me the Panthers. All right. It's time for your two seconds of fame, Notre Dame. Um, they are going to be on the road playing the Duke Blue Devils, the Fighting Elkos. Yes, Mike Elko has built a program in Duke. Yes, Duke is ranked, and it's not basketball season yet. They are 4-0. and They stomped the life out of Clemson to start the season. And, uh, yeah, they're on pace to potentially be a 10-win team this year. And uh, one of those big wins could come against the Fighting Irish. Notre Dame pretty much killed their playoff hopes last week. I, mean, I, I heard it. I heard it in the back of my head. There was a Notre Dame that, fan that just said, no, not if we win out. All right, I'll break it down. I'll put my hand on your shoulder. You feel that now, Notre Dame fan? All right, you're not in the playoff, bud. I hate to break it to you. Well, you just lost to a team that probably won't make the playoff too. So how can you make the playoff if you lost to someone that didn't make the playoff? And you don't have a conference championship because you're too cool for it. So, they, and you probably lose it, let's be honest. So, sorry, Notre Dame fan. Give you a little pat on the back, you know, pat on the head. Give you a give you a sticker like you do at the doctor's office if you behave good and kick your butt out the door. All right, now back to the actual game: Notre Dame versus Duke. I'm trying to make sure you guys aren't for, like Notre Dame. You should beat Duke. You should beat Duke. Should I not pick you or should I pick you? Because I picked you last week. I said this is a different Notre Dame team. You get the quarterback with the missing rib that turned it into jewelry. Sam Hartman, he's playing good. And then you did nothing. You didn't even put all your players on the field to end the game. So what's it going to be, Notre Dame? Do I pick you or do I pick Duke? All right, I'm not hearing a response. I'll pick Notre Dame. I'm not excited about doing it. I'm not excited about doing it. But you know what? I don't know. We'll pick Notre Dame if they are. I am. If they lose this game, I I don't care. Even if they're if they're playing a high school team like they usually do, I will not be picking Notre Dame again on the season. I'm tired of them costing me games. My final game. This will be at eight o'clock on ESPN two. We got TCU versus West Virginia. I actually saw a fun fact that West Virginia is one of the best programs at being able to win one score games in all of the country. Um, not something I was really going to expect. So if they keep the game close, they actually have a pretty decent chance of winning said game. So let me see what the favors are for this one. Like who's favored by how much? Let's jump to the Big 12 real quick. TCU is favored by 14. So that is not a one-score game. So you know what? Give me the Horned Frogs. Taking the Horned Froggies. My tiebreaker, how many points will be scored in the Notre Dame versus Duke game? I just typed 54 because it looks cool. So, those are the picks. Again, we got a case of Wildcats, Orange, Razorbacks, Dukes, Midshipmen, Tigers, Tigers, Panthers, Fighting Irish, and Horn Frogs. Oh my. Um, you can play along as well if you really want to on the ESPN Fantasy app. Just join the college Pick'em presented by Home Depot. Uh, pool. I have one that says Max Sports if you want to play along and follow along. Now, you would be five weeks behind, so you'd be giving me quite a head start, but you could still, I, I mean, I could still choke. I mean, I could still make some bad picks. There's probably some on this list that people wouldn't take, but who knows? Um, so those are the picks. Uh, again, if you want to play along, I said ESPN Fantasy, but I didn't say where. Uh, the ESPN Fantasy app or on the uh, ESPN, on ESPN on any web browser, so keep an eye on that. So, we are done with the picks. 
Why don't we talk about two big games? I already mentioned them earlier in the week, but again, it is now game day and we didn't get any update on them yet. So there's some ranked games I really like and I wanted to talk about Kansas at Texas. Kansas actually pulled off a big upset on Texas a couple of years ago when they were favored by like 31 against them. Kansas is now a ranked program right now playing the Texas Longhorns this up and coming weekend. I will take Texas to win this one. I think they are my favorite program in the country right now. I think they should be the number one team in the nation. If it wasn't for Georgia, just for having the back-to-back national championship ranking of number one. Um, Another ranked matchup that I really like is the Oregon State-Utah game. Yes, these might be West Coast uh, high-flying Pac-12 teams. Uh, I'm trying to describe a a type of football fan. If you like smash mouth, low scoring, defensive football, don't be surprised. You will actually like this Utah-Oregon State team. Utah, Utah's defense is giving up some of the least amount of points in all the nation. Oregon State is a run-first offense. Boom. Does not sound like some smash mouth football. Isn't it crazy that it's coming out of the West Coast? Yeah. Uh, but in the final year of the Pac-12, we got, we got a pretty good matchup here. I'm glad we're going to be able to get this game. And uh, again, Utah-Oregon State, that's going to be a pretty good matchup. I think I'm going to take... I'm going to take Oregon State in the upset. That's what I'm thinking. So that's what I'm going to do uh, unless Cam Rising somehow comes out of nowhere and he's going to play. But I don't believe that is going to be the case. As for USC and Colorado, I'll put it this way. At this point, Coach Prime, please win a game just so I don't have to hear about Taylor Swift on Sunday anymore. Like, I liked it more when you were getting the media every day. I liked it more when they were putting LeBron James into every discussion for some reason every every day. Get Taylor Swift out of my my Instagram feed and my web browser. I'm, I'm just tired of her. I need her out of here. So please, Coach Prime, defeat USC. Um, you, you are not favored. Uh, they, they are projected to beat you by 21 points. Um, but I think that if there is a team that they were going to be able to upset, I think they had a better chance at doing it against USC than they do Oregon. Only time will tell. But again, I... I think that this is going to be a good matchup between guys who could both be NFL quarterbacks in Shadour Sanders and Caleb Williams. So I'm excited for that game as well. Hopefully it's a little closer than the last one. So those are the games I wanted to talk to you about. Those um, That's going to be it for the episode today. Yeah, so we have two pretty good ranked matchups in the Pac-12. We have um, or just one ranked matchup, but Colorado, I mean, and I guess was, um, Ole Miss will play LSU. That's another ranked matchup. So we have some good games. Uh, you could maybe consider Michigan-Nebraska being a good game if Nebraska ever decides to play like what they're supposed to be. And then we do have Georgia versus Auburn, a pretty solid one as well as well there. So that'll be the end of our episode. My name is Max. This has been Max Sports. Hopefully you enjoy this one. Hopefully your team wins this weekend, unless you're playing my team. Then once again, screw yourself. Uh, but then we can be friends after. So (laughs) Um, this has been Max Sports. I'll see you in the next episode. I'll see you on Monday. Adios and farewell.